Welcome to God's Messenger Lighthouse Podcast. This is your host, Brother Scott Messenger, bringing you Chapter 19 from the book Jacob the Shazer, Forgive Your Enemies by Janet and Jeff Binge, part of the Christian Heroes Then and Now series by YWAM Publishing, Chapter 19, An Upturned Goblet. Upon their return to the United States, Jake and Florence were not yet ready to retire they were both in good health and eager to continue their missionary work at home. For the first year they were back, they continued to serve under the direction of the Free Methodist Church, crisscrossing the United States and holding missionary meetings. The theme at these meetings was always the same. Crowds gathered to hear the story on, of the Doolittle Raider who returned to bless the country that had taken him captive and tortured him for 40 months. Those attending the meetings were different now. However, the World War II generation brought their children and grandchildren to catch a glimpse of history. Jake made sure that they got more than that. Every person he preached to went home with a clear sense of the gospel. After a year of constant travel, Jake and Florence settled back in Salem, Oregon. It was now 1978, and they had been gone from the United States for most of the past 30 years. They had 10 grandchildren to get to know, and Jake also served as an assistant pastor at, the lo at a local Free Methodist Church in Salem. Now that they were home for good, Jake was able to consistently attend the Doolittle Raiders reunions each April in April 1978, he made his way to Rapid City, South Dakota, for the reunion. About 50 members of the Dula Raiders were still alive, and Jake was among the oldest of them. George Barr had died of a heart attack in 1957, but Bob Height and Jake still represented the crew of the Bat at the reunions. The two of them, along with Chase Nielsen, were like family now calling and writing to each other throughout the year. Jake was especially close to Bob, who had become an enthusiastic Christian later in life. The Doodle Raiders reunions evolved over the years from simply being a time for those who participated in the raid to get together in fellowship and reminisce to giving back to the community where the reunion was being held. In each of these cities, a talented young man or woman seeking a job in the aerospace industry, was offered a college scholarship in the name of Jimmy Doodle at the 1959 reunion held in uh, Tuscan, Arizona. The city presented the Doodle Raiders with 80 silver goblets in a custom-made display case. Each goblet bore the name of one of the Raiders, inscribed the right way up, on one side and inverted on the other side. The goblets bearing the names of dead raiders were turned upside down while the goblets represented those still alive were left right side up. At each Doodle Raiders reunion a roll call of those living was taken. Those in attendance answered for their comrades who were absent. Each man present then took his goblet and drank a toast to his comrades. The last two Doolittle Raiders left alive 
would eventually open a special bottle of vintage cognac and toast all of their departed comrades. Of course, when he attended reunions, in keeping with his pledge, Jake would drink only water from his goblet, while the others toasted with cog cognac. The 1994 reunion held in Fresno, California was particularly pognate for everyone who attended, including Jake. General Jimmy Doolittle had died in September 1993 at the age of 96. Right to the end of his life, he referred to the Raiders as his boys. Even in their own advanced years, the members of the Doola Raiders loved the title. Jimmy Doodle had truly been a father figure to many of them, and now it was time for General Doolittle's goblet to also be turned upside down. In 2001, Jake was visited by Mitsu Fuchida's adult children, Mayako and Joe, at Jake's home in Salem. Jake recalled what a faithful friend and co-worker their father had been and how he and Fuchida had sat together and reminisced on the last day they spent together in 1975. Jake had, in fact, made three trips back to Japan since retiring as a missionary. Each trip had made, he, each trip he made had been at the request of the Free Methodist Church in Japan. While he was there, Jake would preach and participate in the celebration of various church anniversaries. The year 2000 had ushered in the dawn of a new millennium, and Jake found it hard to believe how fast time was passing. Twenty-three years had elapsed since he and Florence had left Japan as missionaries. Jake tried to keep as active as he could in his ministry. Two years later, in 2002, Jake preached his last sermon at the age of 90. The next year, 2003, Jake attended the Doolittle Raiders reunion in Fairfield, California. It would be the last reunion he attended. Soon afterward, he began showing advanced signs of Parkinson's disease. He also began to experience dementia. Slowly, Jake's world began to narrow until it became difficult for him to hold a conversation. Still, he enjoyed visits from his pastor, Doug Bailey. On one visit, Pastor Bailey asked Jake, Do you remember when you were a prisoner of war in Japan? Jake looked quizzically at Florence. Was I a prisoner of war? he asked. Yes, dear, she replied. You were a prisoner of the Japanese for over three years. Oh, Jake said. Really? Doug tried another tat. Do you remember being a missionary in Japan? At this question, Jake's eyes lit up. Yes, yes, Jake said. The whole family was over there. We began churches around the country. How I loved the Japanese people. The pastor smiled. Jake had long since forgiven the Japanese, and now he appeared to have also altogether forgotten their brutal treatment of him. But Jake would never forget giving the best years of his life to live among the Japanese as their friend. On March 15, 2008, Jacob DeShazer died quietly in his sleep at home in Salem, Oregon. He was 95 years old. Jake's military burial service included 21 airmen from McCord Air Force Base Honor Guard assisting with the 
21 gun salute, a single bugler, or bugler, a single bugler played taps, and a B-1B Lancer from the 34th Bomb Squadron at Ellisworth Air Force Base in South Dakota flew over the ceremony. The U.S. flag that draped Jacob's casket was folded and given to Florence. Then family members laid 75 yellow roses on his casket while singing when the roll is called up yonder. A month later, Florence went along alone to the Doolittle Raiders reunion in Dallas, Texas. She watched silently as his goblet was turned upside down, never to be used again. She recalled how Jake had always asked for water in his goblet while the others drank cognac. Yes, Jake had been a unique man, unafraid to stand out in a crowd and stand up for what he knew to be true. He had taken 40 terrible months of his life and turned them into a life of triumph over hatred and bitterness. And that concludes the book, Jacob DeShazer, Forgive Your Enemies by Janet and Jeff Binge. I'll give you the bibliography. Cohen Stan, Destination Tokyo, Missoulia, uh, Pictorial Histories Publishing Company, 1983. From Vengeance to Forgiveness, Jacob DeShazer's Extraordinary Journey, DVD-ROM, Grand Rapids Discovery House Publishers, 2007. Glennis Carroll, V. Four Came Home. Pictorial Histories Publishing Company, 1981, Glenn's Carol V. The Doodle Raid, New York, Jove Books, 1990, Hembry, Charles R. From Pearl Harbor to the Pulpit, Akron, Ohio, Rex Humbard, Worldwide Missionary or Ministry, Rex Humbard Worldwide Ministry, 1975, Hops, Joanna Doolittle. Calculated Risk, The Extraordinary Life of Jimmy Doodle, Aviation Pioneer and World War II Hero, Santa Monica, Santa Monica Press, 2005, Nelson Craig, The First Heroes, The Extraordinary Story of the Doodle Raid, America's First World War II Victory, New York, Penguin Books, 2002, Prange Gordon, W. God's Samurai, Lead pilot at Pearl Harbor with Donald M. Goldstein and Catherine V. Dillon, Washington, D.C., Razzie's U.S. 1990, Watson C. Holt, The Amazing Story of Sergeant Jacob DeShazer, Carol Echo DeShazer Dixon, 2002. Additional materials was, material was drawn from the Martin. Memorial Historical Center in Indianapolis, Indiana, and from personal interviews with Florence DeShazer in Salem, Oregon. About the authors, Janet and Jeff Binge are a husband and wife writing team with more than 30 years of writing experience. Janet is a former elementary school teacher. Jeff holds a degree in history. Originally from New Zealand, the Binges spent two, 10 years serving with youth uh, with a mission 
They have two daughters, Laura and Sh Shannon, and an adopted son, Lito. They make their home in Orlando, Florida area. And again, that uh, wraps up the uh, book, Jacob DeShazer, Forgive Your Enemies, by Janet and Jeff Binge, part of the Christian Heroes Then and Now series. And you can find this book and many others from this series by going to https dot dot slash slash www.ywampublishing.com Again, that website is www.ywampublishing.com Their number is 800-922-2143 Thank you for listening to this reading from the book, Jacob the Shazer. Forgive your enemies.